Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Bible Lab, the podcast where we explore major themes from every book of the Bible in order to see how each page points us to Jesus, who he is, and what he's done. I'm your host, Andy Wood. This is our sixth episode from the Gospel of John. And so let's just jump right into it. Our sixth theme in John's Gospel is this. John delighted that the way was open to all. So we've spent some previous episodes talking about God's love for the world that led him to send his son Jesus. We've talked about how Jesus has provided a way through substitutionary atonement, how Jesus has provided a way that if we believe in him, that we place all of our trust in him for our salvation, that we will have life in him, and how life can be found only in Jesus. And so today we want to see who is eligible for the life that Jesus comes to give. And so we see in John that Jesus brings salvation for the Jews. Now, Jesus was sent first and foremost, as he makes very clear in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that Jesus came first and foremost for the Jews. But tragically, Israel did not embrace her Messiah. In John's prologue, John 1, 11, John says this, kind of summing up Jesus' ministry amongst the Jews. He, Jesus, came to his own, his own people, the Jews, and his own people did not receive him. His own people, the Jews, though they had been waiting for thousands of years for the Messiah, chose to believe that Jesus was not it because Jesus was not the Messiah that they wanted. He was not the Messiah who was going to free them from their earthly political enemies. He was the Messiah who called on them to embrace weakness and the way of the cross, and they didn't want it. So his own people did not receive him. But Jesus says that there is no other Messiah coming. You can't opt out of him and ask for God to send another type of Messiah Jesus says those who don't place their trust in him, even Jews, are going to fall under his judgment. What Jesus is doing here is he is expanding the definition of what it means to be a part of the people of God. So John 1.11, he came to his own, his own people did not receive him. John 1.12, to all who did receive him, because there were a few, a tragic few, but there were a few Jews who did receive him. And there were obviously many Gentiles who ended up receiving him as we read through the Gospels in the book of Acts. But John says, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now understand, for the Jews, that would have been a shocking turn of events because they already saw themselves as children of God. But Jesus shows that from now on, from his ministry onward, a true Jew, a true son of Abraham is someone who has faith in Jesus. Now, this makes a lot of sense for us because I myself am a Gentile. More than likely, the vast majority of you listening are Gentiles, and you probably go to church where almost everyone is a Gentile. So the thought of Gentiles being children of God, Gentiles being in the kingdom of God, that makes perfect sense to us. But for first century Jews, this was an extremely strange, borderline offensive, actually not borderline, all the way just to offensive. The Jews love to quote scripture like Isaiah 60 verse 2. It says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples, right? The non-Jews, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. They would say, that's us, right? The the non-Jews are are in darkness. God's light shines on us, the Jewish people. But the very next verse shows that God's plans to bless the Gentiles had been there from the very beginning. The very next verse says, and nations shall come to your light and kings shall to the brightness of your rising. Isaiah was pointing out that, yes, to the Jewish people, yes, God has shown his light upon you. But that light 
is meant to draw the nations to Yahweh. It was never a light for the Jews to, to hoard and to hide and to keep it away, to leave the people in darkness. The light was to shine brightly to draw people to Yahweh. And so the Jews tragically reject Jesus by and large with very few exceptions. But John also shows, shows us that Jesus came to bring salvation for the Gentiles. Now this idea of universal salvation would have been surprising to the Jews. But when Jesus is preparing to go to the cross in John 12, 32, Jesus says that when he is lifted up from the earth, speaking of his crucifixion, he will draw all people to himself. And then in John 10, 16, Jesus says that he has other sheep that are not of this fold, talking about the Jewish nation. Jesus is saying, I have non-Jewish sheep. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Friends, God has always been about blessing the Jews and through the Jews, the nations. God is a universal God worthy of universal praise, and this has always been his plan. And so God has always intended to send his Messiah to gather Jew and Gentile into one flock, one family, one body, one church. And in fact, when the Pharisees get wind that Jesus has come to Jerusalem and they hatch a plot to have him killed for fear that they'll lose their place of authority at the hands of the Roman Empire, Caiaphas, who's the high priest that year, says, it's better that one man should die for the people. And Caiaphas is saying that rather than let Jesus go through with his plans of messiahship, because again, Caiaphas thinks Jesus's messiahship is going to be a military messiahship. Caiaphas says, rather than let Jesus risk it and have the Romans come in and crack down and, and throw us into prison or kill us as collaborators, let's just put him to death and that way we save the people. And here's what John says about that. He, Caiaphas, did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied, accidentally prophesied, that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into one the children of God who were scattered abroad. So when Caiaphas said, it's better that one man should die for the people, he was thinking of, let's just kill Jesus so they don't, the Romans don't kill us. But God was actually speaking through him, just like he spoke through the donkey with Balaam back in the book of Numbers. And Caiaphas was actually speaking truthfully. Jesus is going to die. One man is going to die for the nation, but the nation is Jew and Gentile. So in the Gospel of John, if we look closely, we actually see an expansion of the Gospel that mirrors the expansion that we see in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, Jesus in Acts 1.8 says that the disciples will receive power and then they'll be his witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And you actually see that exact same pattern. Now, here's what I mean. We looked at Jesus' first miracle, where he changed the water into wine at the wedding at Cana. And we said that Jesus changing water into wine was the sign of the new covenant. And in every single one of the Old Testament passages that predicted the new covenant and mentioned wine, they also mentioned nations, aka the Gentiles, joining the people of God. So see the progression. In John chapter 2, so Jesus changes the water into wine, and then he goes to Jerusalem, and he clears the temple. The Jewish people there were selling in the court of the Gentiles, and God had given the court of the Gentiles. He had had it put into his temple design so that God could have mercy on the Gentiles, so they could come to the temple in Jerusalem, learn about Yahweh, and worship them. And yet, and yet, the people of Israel had turned this into a marketplace and were ripping off the Gentiles and fellow Jews who had come to worship Yahweh. 
So Jesus' ministry starts in Jerusalem. That's John chapter 2. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus, who was one of the wealthiest, most powerful, most well-educated Jewish men alive at the time, came to Jesus. And Jesus broke the news to Nicodemus that, Nicodemus, you are not right now in the kingdom of God. Your ethnic descent from Abraham, your impressive lineage, your impressive education doesn't put you into the covenant community. You have to have faith in Jesus just like the Gentiles do. And this is actually the context in which Jesus says, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is showing us that God's love extends beyond the nation of Israel. So John chapter 2, we're in Jerusalem. John chapter 3, we are still in Jerusalem, but now we're starting to widen our gaze. And in John chapter 4, Jesus converts a woman from where? Samaria. And then the rest of her village. John 4, 42. They, the fellow villagers, said to the woman, It's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard of ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. So Jesus' ministry has gone from Jerusalem and Judea to Samaria, and now we're going to see how Jesus is the Savior of the world. Because after leading the Samaritan village to faith in him, Jesus healed the son of a royal official who is almost certainly a Gentile. The gospel has now reached the world. And this man and his family believe and enter into the kingdom. John 4.53, the father of this little boy who was healed knew that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household. So we've gone from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. Now, fast forward to the end of Jesus's earthly ministry. In John chapter 12, it says that some Greek men come to see Jesus and Jesus talks to them about his death. You can almost imagine just the, the disciples just like, like groaning, like, oh, the death speech again. Jesus, here's your chance to go worldwide. Here's your chance. These people could make you a celebrity back in Athens and you could go to Athens and you could go on a worldwide speaking tour. And Jesus starts talking to them about his death again. Because Jesus understands that it's through his death that the door is going to be opened to all. And John gives us a little hint there of this fact. Because John records for us that when Pilate had Jesus crucified, he had a sign written about Jesus being king of the Jews, and he put it above Jesus' head. But what's important is this. John 19, 20. Many of the Jews read this inscription. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. So this is Passover. There are millions of Jews from all over the world in the city. And Jesus was crucified in a place, in a way, where they could all see it. And what language was this sign written in? Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. There's almost a 100% chance that everybody in that city that day could read at least one of those languages. The sign placed above his head, intended to mock him, was used by God to symbolize the inclusive nature of Jesus' kingdom. And what the Pharisees themselves said had come true. In John 12, 19, it says, The Pharisees said to one another, You see that we are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. And friends, praise God, that's true. The world has gone after Jesus. And there are followers of Jesus almost everywhere in the world. But the key word in that sentence is almost. There are still places in the world where people have not yet heard the name of Jesus, where people do not yet know that the way is open to them and that the way is the only way. So our prayer as we close today is that we would be faithful and willing to pay any price, whether God calls us to be faithful prayer warriors, 
sacrificial givers or obedient goers. But praying, giving, and going, we want to go and make the name of Jesus known to all peoples, nations, tribes, tongues, and languages so that Christ can receive the glory that's due his name. So friends, next time we come together, Lord willing, we're going to look at how Jesus rejoiced at what we get when we believe. And what we get is eternal life, the moment we believe. But for now, take up and read, my friends. God bless.